Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Good afternoon. Welcome to join us today. We're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlemli. We are on DTT because we're free to wear on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Majority Leader confirms 2023 budget will be presented on the 15th of November. Date for submitting the budget is November 15th. And that's the reason why it's coming on the 15th, Wednesday. We have details that the minority threats to frustrate the approval of the budget if it does not deal with the challenges facing Ghanaians. But we expect from the minority side that this budget will be a budget that will address the concerns of the ordinary Ghanaian and businesses. Also, Toflopo residents issue a 14-day ultimatum to government to call management of Electrochem to order. And later on, Climate Focus will tell you about that groundbreaking initiative which is changing the face of agriculture in Ghana. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X Spaces. And my personal handle is at the Nana Aisha. Please stay for details. Agreed residents of Toflokbo in the Adan West District of the Greater Accra region have issued a two-week ultimatum to government to call management of salt mining firm Electrochem Ghana Limited to order. The residents say they want their concerns regarding salt mining in the Songo Lagoon addressed. On Monday, November 6, 2023, salt miners of Toflokbo and Salom allegedly clashed with some staff of the salt mining firm over concession boundary issues leading to the death of a 47-year-old Kolete Wameno. Following his death, residents say they are living in constant fear and have given the government 14 days to intervene or they will take the law into their own hands. Carlos Coloni is in that community. He joins us live with more. Carlos, uh, what more have the residents been saying? All right, Aita, so the residents are actually saying that they are living in fear and they expect the government to intervene. According to them, since this incident happened on Monday, they have not seen any police officer in the community. Some are actually packing out of the community as we see, and uh, so many of them say they are living in fear. I have with me the PRO for the Adasongo uh, Lagoon Association, in the person of Abraham Ahuma, to tell us their demand. What is your demand as a community? Thank you very much. One, our first demand is Lepokem to remain at the somewhat source project. It shouldn't move further to any other line because that somewhat source project, that is where the government, the government concession, that all of us in Adan we are aware that any government that comes, they appoint their management and then they take over at the concession. 
and they were always there and there was peace. We don't have problem with anybody. Now, as we are sitting, Netokan Ghana Limited claimed that all the land, all the surface of the Songo Lago, over 42,000 acres of land has been given to him and is preventing all Adelie Abimeh not to enter any portion, any corner of the land. And that is the reason why. So since the day, the one that he came, because of that, instead of him to even use pure Ghana police, he always adding uh, langar and other things. Okay, so, 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 so the, the concern is that you don't want all the concessions to go to uh, the electoral care. So uh, we understand about 42 communities depend on this lagoon for their livelihood. And so what do you want? Do you want electrocans to pack out or what is your position? We are not asking electrocans to pack out. We are saying that electrocans should remain as a sort project. When he is dead, for now, he should be dead. Because we don't need him to work any further. So that we will have the peace. But when it continues to cause to develop, when it continues to be taking our uh, uh, robots, our police, and other things, our work, work uh, equipment, and other things, and our work, the service of uh, the land, we are not going to agree. So we want the government to make sure, to tell it, the government, parliament, to make sure that let them remain as some sort project so that. We will get peace so that we will be able to have discussion in order to, to, get, to do engagement. Okay. okay, so tell with us that since Monday, what has been the security situation in Toplopo, Salome, and the other 42 communities? How are you, are you guys feeling? Thank you very much. We are, we are uh, disappointed in everything. We are disappointed in so much because we are not living here for so many years. We, do, we don't have problem with anybody. Among us, we don't fight among ourselves. We live in peace. Say the coming of Madan. So last uh, Monday, when our brother was killed by the, 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 the bullet, they shoot direct to him and he, he, he was killed. We were all disappointed. So now in the villages, all the villages along the tunnel, like, not only the Togo, we are in fear because we don't know where any other person or any group of people will come from that will come and attack any of the villages. Okay. So seriously, we are we are we are we are we are we are in fear. Well, what do you expect what do you expect the authorities to tell yes, to yes, yes, that you said yes, one? Yes, therefore we are pleading to the government that we are also citizens, we are also part of Ghana. There were other uh, cities and villages supposed to have peace. We want the same peace in other lands. All right, Aisha, so that is the feeling here in Tofloko. Hundreds of residents here appear not to be happy with the situation, and according to them, they are living in fear, and they expect the authorities to act on this matter with fear, Aisha. Carlos Coloni there will be bringing you more from Adan in our subsequent bulletins. Now, back in Accra, Finance Minister Ken Furiata will present the 2023 budget to Parliament on Wednesday, November 15. Majority Leader Seche Mensabonzu has confirmed. Addressing journalists at the leaders' media briefing, the Swami MP explained there had been some back and forth on selecting a date for the presentation, but had settled on next week, Wednesday, in conformity with the Public Financial Management Act. We'll bring you more uh, from Parliament uh, definitely on this in this bulletin. We'll take a break shortly. We'll return with those stories. Every day, people have money emergencies. I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. 
Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge, enjoyment. At the top life, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kitty Bite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kitivite multivitamin drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kitivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Welcome back to Join Me Today. Back to our earlier story where Finance Minister Keno Furiata will be presenting the budget of 2023 to Parliament on Wednesday, November 15. Listen to Majority Leader Teche Mensa Bonzu, who is confirming this after the back and forth on the date. Parliament requires, as according to the IPU, a minimum of eight weeks to interrogate the budget before coming up with the appropriations bill. Uh, unfortunately, as I've indicated, um, we, we have barely six weeks. In fact, it's for that reason that your PFMA, your Public Financial Management Act, prescribes that the last date for submitting the budget is November 15th. And that's the reason why it's coming on the 15th, uh, Wednesday, the 15th of November. Usually, usually the budgets are read on Thursdays. So initially we were thinking that it should hold on uh, 16th. That is uh, subject to the agreement of all of us. And we had agreed that it could be submitted on the 16th, just to be in conformity with the dates of presentation. But um, because we have very limited time, and because of the fact also that um, the 16th incidentally happens to be the date for the state funeral of the former first lady, we thought it would be better to just be congruent with the, with the provisions of the act and bring it forward to um, the 15th, which is a Wednesday. So next week, Wednesday, we're going to have it. Well, the NDC MPs are threatening to oppose the budget if government does not address the challenges of Ghanaians, including the construction of the La General Hospital. Government demolished the facility um, bar to yes, the 2020 please. election to construct a new facility, but almost no work has been done. Listen to MP, minority MPs threatening to boycott the um, budget 2023 if these challenges are not fixed. Um, next week will be the beginning of the um, budget consideration. We expect the minister responsible for finance to be here. I'm not too sure whether it's 15th or 16th. Um, it's for the majority leader to inform us. Um, uh, based on the government's decision on the date that they will present the budget. But we expect from the minority side that this budget will be a budget that will address the concerns of the ordinary Ghanaian and businesses. Um, we are very concerned about the economic condition and will do whatever it takes to assist the government to um, help restore 
the difficulties we are going through. We believe that this is not the time to pile on additional pressure on the ordinary Ghanaian because times are hard. It's, it hasn't been easy, difficult. It has been very difficult few years. And um, we think that policies must be uh, uh, as soon as possible introduced to reduce the suffering of the masses. Former President Mahama and NDC flag bearer of 2024 elections is promising a secured business environment in his next tenure of office if he's elected. He said this is part of the package of incentives for the business community in his running of a 24-hour economy initiative. Mr. Mahama, who was addressing members of TUC... Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Ref reference fueling stations, which he says are now forced to close early due to robbery attacks, thereby affecting the economy. Well, uh, before we bring you that sound from the former president and 2024 NDC flag bearer, we'll be uh, going back to our story in Ada and speak with Sege MP Christian Otute on the matter. I'm grateful for your time. Your people are giving you uh, an ultimatum to deal with the matter before they take the law into their hands. Has this uh, come to your notice? Thank you very much, Thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, this is the year to come from Mexico. Let me once again express my condolences to the bereaved family and all those who are concerned. Yes, it, it, it was really a bad day and a very sad one. And we had some families that are battling it emotionally and it's a kind of trauma to them. And like you said, the incident is such that anybody can really decide to act in any way which is not though permitted. So in short, I've not been informed officially and I will not actually accept that. Though there are a whole lot of issues we have to address on that. I can tell you for sure that this is not going to be easy to address. But I have my proposal on the issue which I will share with you, which can bring some sort of understanding to really do a lot of dialogue, bring the situation under control. Otherwise, the area is turned into a war-torn zone gradually. This has started since 2021, and the the the, 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 the camp of the police with security men armed. Ordinary security men of Illetokem come together to attack the, the, the citizens. And this has been coming on the coming, which the people also hate that if police is being operated, they don't expect local natives who are security men to be gang with to be armed with gangs, cutlasses, machetes to come and attack them. And the question is, why are they attacking them? There are some areas which these people have been working on for all this during their lifetime and their experience. That's where their livelihood actually comes from. So all of a sudden, they were asked to move. And for me, I'm not against the development. It's a nice thing. But if the development is coming which the people know, 
that it will benefit them. If the people know that it's better than what they are doing, would they, would, why would they even get it? It means that there is something missing that we are not finding. Why so are so as MP for the area, what have you done to rescue the situation? Well, there are dialogues, and even worst of all is the police brutality. As a result, I brought the Minister of Defense to the floor of Parliament to ask questions about the previous attacks and the brutality of the citizens or the nation. To know why and how is it allowed to use personnel, I mean, uh, security, ordinary security to work with police to come attack the nation. That is what is it aggravating the matter the more. If it is just police, we can see that police don't have taken. But we don't see why police who come to grab ordinary civilians with guns, particularly for police. Two, I brought a defense minister. At the point in time, he also brought in a number of soldiers to pursue the area which the people were still scared. In self are you going to war or are they going to fight them? As to bring the, the minister of defense quickly on the floor of Parliament. <laughs> All right, so that was the MP for Sege Christian Otute explaining what he's been doing to help resolve the matter. Definitely, we are following this. We'll bring you more in our subsequent bulletins from Adan now to the Upper West region. Jurors in that region for the second time in three months have stayed away from the courts for delay in paying their sitting allowances. The action by the jurors has grinded court proceedings to a halt as all indictable cases indictable cases are adjourned to December today. According to the foreman of the jurors, Abdul Hakim Suleiman, he says they haven't been paid sitting allowance for two years and won't be back at the court till the money is paid. The court to register our displeasure for the court authorities not paying us our allowances from November 2021 up to date. So we are following up on the payment of the allowances to that effect. We are also reliably informed that the Greater Accra uh, branch of the jury members petition again, made their cry once again, and at length they were paid. I don't know what is wrong with the system that the Upper West branch of the jury members have not been paid all this while. For almost two years, November 2021, up to date, it's a concern to us. We have once again come to register our displeasure. We have uh, registered before the state attorney and his team to follow up on the matter for us. And that is why we are also informing uh, the media so that they'll carry the information across so that I don't want to sound as if it is discrimination against the Upper West region, but it is apparent that you can see it. All the other regions have been paid two, three, or six months, but nothing for the Upper West region. From the local sense, uh, court proceedings have come to a halt, and then, uh, then some of the cases have been even been, you know, adjourned till December. Yes, it is a great worry to us as jury members. Even as we speak, some of uh, the uh, convicts, remand prisoners, are in remand simply because we are not able to sit. If they were paying some of these things, their fate would have been decided by now. So it is a great worry to us. You can see some of us are fathers, some of us are mothers, and then children, people are below the age of this, and our husbands are in the are in remand. And we, are, we should be worried about their, their plight and their, uh, in remand. So we are uh, once again, you know, urging and then pleading with the system especially the powers be to, as a matter of agency, at least if they are not paying all the two years, they can pay half while we resume certain to determine the plight of these innocent people in remand. So we are not happy with the situation at all. So now you are out of the court. What do you think that you will come back? As soon as our concerns are addressed, as a, a foreman of the jury members, I promise that immediately a signal comes. I will make sure that even if 
going to the jury members one by one, I will do that to ensure that they all appear to the citizens. I've been joined by Rafiq Salama, Upper West Region Correspondent. Rafiq, how did the bail accumulate for two years? Did they explain to you how they allowed this to happen? Hello, Rafiq. Rafiq, I'm asking if they explained to you how they allowed themselves to work for two years without pay. There seemed to be a problem with connection. We'll try and get Rafiq Salam back to speak to the issues. One other thing I'll be finding out from him is what the response has been from government. Rafiq, I can see you. If you can hear me, did the members of the jury explain to you how they allowed themselves not to be paid for two years, even though they were working? Uh, according to the former of the jury, Abdul Hakim, he stated that for close to two years now, they haven't been paid a penny uh, of their certain allowances. They said that they have done everything uh, within their means uh, to get this money paid, but it appears that they have not been heeded to. And so we tried to speak to the administrator of the judiciary, uh, judiciary uh, here, and uh, we were told that uh, he was not uh, in office. But our earlier interaction with him some few months ago, he stated that they were working around the clock to ensure that they are paid because the mistake that according to them that they made was that they kept them in block and it was really difficult uh, for them uh, to pay that amount and so he's hopeful that uh, they will pay this amount and, and what, what, what has been the explanation all this while i mean for two years what has government been telling them to make them continue to work uh initially uh the break uh limit on uh, what you call change of our administration because the various uh, registries uh, here in Apple's region, some of them uh, were transferred out, and so it was really difficult for them uh, to get some of these uh, documents. And we were also told that when the uh, other regions in the country were sending monthly or the certain allowances claims uh, for them to be paid, in the case of the Apple's region, it was sent in bulk, and that really was difficult for them to pay that. So they are now trying to at least to separate uh, these uh, manifestation allowances so to enable them to get uh, get paid. But the foreman of a jury is telling us that they will not be at the court again until they are get paid. Rafiq Salam is a man in the Upper West region. Definitely we have our eyes on the story. We'll bring you all the updates. In the heart of West Africa, a groundbreaking initiative is changing the landscape of agriculture. The ECOWAS Agroecology Program, backed by the European Union and the French Development Agency, is on a mission to combat climate change and revolutionize food security. But it's on the fields of Ghana that the true seeds of transformation Transformation are taking root at Saidi and the Trima Umwabi Jassau district in the Ashanti region. Mahmoud Mohamed Nouridin has more. Agriculture, the Crops Research Institute, and the National Association of Farmers and Fishermen Award Winners Association of Ghana together they have formed a partnership that goes by the name of promoting agroecological practices for improved maize production and a healthy environment. Papishi Dr. Kofi Bua is the director for Center for No Till Agriculture. With the support of Mfawaga, the local level, the farmers, the local farmer group, this field has been prepared and is looking at what is it that we do in terms of the short fallows where we're using the leguminous cover crops and then also showcasing the climate smart maize all put together in the conservation agric system. And you see the trees around. Also emphasizing the need for the inclusion of trees in the farming system. And then we're also looking at what is it that we do in terms of integrating cereals and the leggings, more especially the cover crops. So the basic thing that we're doing here is getting farmers to appreciate what there is to do through the agroecology farming system to sustain the productivity of our fields. 
Papishi is not just a partnership, it is a movement. A participatory project has been initiated to establish an agroecology demonstration field that showcases innovative technologies. These are not just buzzwords, they are the key to sustainable farming. But what sets this initiative apart is its dedication to unlocking the full potential of nature. The star of the show, Makuna. This cover crop yields a bounty of biomass that nurtures vital soil microorganisms. Dr. Boa again. Today we have introduced farmers to the key elements of agroecological farming. The further we're able to leave some scattered trees on the farm, the further we are able to keep the soil covered, the further we are doing the rotations, integrating the cover crops, all in the name of ensuring that we're able to sustain the productivity of a given piece of land. And we have brought farmers here from far and near to show them the potential of the technology so that they get convinced to take it up and also show it to the other farmers. A true win-win for farmers and the environment. Esther Insia Asari is a farmer. Well, at first I didn't know much about cover crop. I was into chemical application. I bought a lot of fertilizers in order to earn good results at my farm. But escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Through this training, I've been able to know much about cover crop what to plant and when to plant it. Esther is excited about the technology. As we all know here, we have challenges with uh, the weather climate because sometimes we have to wait till it rains before we can start cultivating our things. Purposely because we, we cannot plant on dry season. Because when we plant, we have the fear that our things may die. This time, through this project, we have been educated that we can plant even during the dry season if we decide not to burn our bushes, but rather maintain the weeds on the ground. It will keep the soil moist all the time, and also it will allow certain uh, worms also to penetrate or stay in the land and also maintain or repair our lands for us. Weather patterns have changed over the years, and this has direct impact on farming activities Farmers say there is the need to learn systems that would help them protect the environment. Away from climate change, let's head straight to Parliament because uh, Minister for Energy, Matthew Pokuprempe, is briefing the House on the Akosombo spillage and the devastating effects it brought on the people of the Volta region. We recall the Speaker had demanded that the Minister and the VRA come to the House to explain what has happened. Let's take you straight there and listen to the Minister. Property or economic activities occur. It further identifies the procedures and processes that are to be followed, including identification and evaluation of an emergency, notification of appropriate emergency management organizations, and carrying out preventive actions to reduce the impact of an emergency. Mr. Speaker, to put it into perspective, the VRA Emergency Preparedness Plan is a disaster management tool with protocols similar to those applied in emergencies related to catastrophes such as outbreaks, explosions, earthquakes, floods, plague crashes, etc. Mr. Speaker, the VRA classifies these three emergency level situations. Phase 1, which refers to the total discharge, that is, using the dam or what is going through the dam and the spilling of up to 5,000 meter cubic meters, about 175 cubic feet per second. Phase two refers to developing or recurring events that could compromise the dam's integrity and cause a dam break, and spilling discharges between 5,000 to 10,000 meter cube or 175,000 CFS to 353,000 CFS. Phase 3 refers to a situation where down overtopping, overflow, or rapid deterioration is imminent. That means the river has exceeded or gone above 
the safe levels of the dam or its spillway. This charge is above 10,000 meter cube or cubic meters, which indicates that the need for large-scale evacuations. During all these phases, Mr. Speaker, and all stakeholders are informed, are duly informed of various developments for the just-ended control phase. Mr. Speaker, to ensure familiarization and effective implementation of the emergency preparedness plan during a spilling incident, VRA has held, Mr. Speaker, VRA has held annually EPP stakeholder engagements for all the nine pre-identified districts since 2011, with at least 400 attendees participating each year. The annual engagement is done with the District Disaster Management Committee, which includes, as the chair, the district chief executives, traditional rulers, assemblymen, opinion leaders, police, Apologies for that. We'll definitely take you back to Parliament for more on this important uh, brief by the Energy Minister. Right now, the Feyasi Akoyem Traditional Council and the police have joined forces in search for persons believed to have filled the historic kola tree planted by Asante's revered chief priest Okonfa Anoche. The tree planted centuries ago holds historic significance to the Asante Kingdom and served medicinal purposes for residents living close to the sacred tree. Emmanuel Bright-Kweko has been interacting with the local traditional council who have described the event as gloomy. A day to be remembered in the history books of the Asantis after one of its historic monuments has been truncated. Known as the Okonfo Anoche Besi, the Feyasi Kola tree is believed to have been felled in the middle of the night by unknown perpetrators. The tree now lies lifeless with its stump seated deeply in the middle of the Kumasi Atonsu Lake Bosom Tree Road. For years, this special tree, which produced unique black and white nuts, was not only walled to prevent intruders but protected by residents of Feyase Akoyem, a historic Ashanti community in the Bosomche district. Jame Frempong is the linguist for Feyase Akoyem Traditional Council. <laughs> When we woke up today, we realized the tree has been felled. We believe the person used a machete to cut it down around 3 a.m. The tree is between the palace and the local community school. Asantehine instructed constructors of the road not to cut the tree down because it holds a historical significance. So we are baffled at what has happened. So this particular kola nut tree holds some of the greatest history of the Asante kingdom. It is a remnant of the chief priest for Asante or Konfo Anoche. And we understand that this particular tree that has been cut down has a relevant impact on the people here at Feyase. Planted 300 years ago, the kola nut is believed to have grown after the revered chief priest Okonfanoche spat on the ground while cheering kola when traveling through the community. The sacred tree is believed to contain magical powers to cure barrenness and heals people of all kinds of ailments and spiritual curses. Traditional authorities and the police have joined forces in search of the illegal loggers whose action they say could spell doom for a Santa man. Jame Frempon again. They say they said we are near track. Ha, I let that go. Inti, so na na nube dwe biashimu 
si ebe jaano si ebe ye ni den e dua no be saaba e wona nanum ho si ebe dua bi na ashe mu be ye ya e wona nanum ho ye nua bi kura e wona nanum ho the local chief can only decide what will be done now that the tree has been cut, whether to replant it or leave it. But I know very well that the felled tree would have dire consequences on the perpetrator and even their family. The Fiyasi community holds some of Asante's historic events, including their battle with the dentures in the 17th century. Meanwhile, traditional rites are being performed for... Let's take you back to Parliament where Energy Minister Matthew Pukoprempe is briefing the House on the recent Akusombo spillage that devastated many homes in the three districts of the Volta region. Please dispatch an acceptable power station. Nagro was also notified during the same period to prepare for a possible spill while they continue to monitor the situation daily. On September 5th this year, the revised forecast, based upon updated information, emphasized a higher likelihood of average to above average influence, further increasing the potential for spilling on September 8th. And on that September 8th, we are informed stakeholders of a possible spill in the coming days. Mr. Speaker, at this point, all the VRA emergency preparedness plan protocols were activated and notifications were sent directly to EPP respondents and pre-identified stakeholders to hold themselves in readiness for a spill. On September 12th, a press release was also issued, notifying the general public that a consistent rise in the inflow pattern and water level of the Akosobodam had been observed, and that there was a need to commence controlled spilling. VRA sent notifications to all stakeholders as per the protocol of the commencement of the spilling from September 15th. Mr. Speaker, as per the notifications, VRA commenced the spilling on September 15th at a low rate for 23 days while they monitored the situation daily and served additional notifications to give the residents time to mobilize and move to higher grounds and or identify safe events. In total, five local notifications were issued through the protocol arrangements. In addition, two national press advisories were issued. Mr. Speaker, contrary to the average rainfall output predicted by the Climate Prediction Center and the Center for Meteorological Application and Development, this year's rainfall pattern in the VRA catchment area turned out to be significantly higher than the long-term average by as much as 74%. In the second week of October, the inflows into the Kosovo-Dam were observed to be much, as much as 400,000 cubic feet, or 11,300 meter cube per second. This was over 180% of the long-term average for that time of the year. Mr. Speaker, on 9th October, at the graduated spill rate of 90 cubic feet per second, the elevation of the dam was 276.43 feet, which was over one feet below the targeted upper mark of 277.5. That is for safe operations. Inflows above 250,000 cubic feet per second would each day translate into an approximately 0.2 feet rise per day for the next five days and consequently exceed the confirmed safe limit for the operating of the dam. There was therefore the need to increase the spill rate to approximately 180,000 cubic feet per second to safeguard the integrity of the Akosobo Dam and prevent a possible dam break situation which would have had an unimaginable catastrophic outcomes. <laughs> 
Delaying the decision to increase the spill rate would imply risking the integrity of Akosobo and Pond Dams. The need to increase the spill rate to close to 300,000 cubic feet per second in the ensuing days to make up for the delay. This would have resulted in a much larger impact than what we have witnessed. This would also mean that some of the identified safe events could no longer be used for that purpose. Additionally, Mr. Speaker, the Sogakope Bridge also stood of the risk of being compromised if higher volumes were spilled. The Sogakope Bridge, to refresh our memory, is the longest bridge in the country and a critical infrastructure that facilitates trade between Ghana and our neighboring countries. To avoid the risk of a dam break, which would also have resulted in a much greater catastrophe, the only option to the dam's operators was to spill at the recorded rate. In all these decisions, Mr. Speaker, the focus was to ensure that human lives will be preserved. Mr. Speaker, prior to increase the level of spilling on October 10th, VRA issued a press release on October 9th and also notified the stakeholders via the revised established communication platform, cautioning an increase in the level of spilling and the need for residents to move up to a higher ground. Meetings were also held with NATO on the same day for them to activate the necessary protocols for immediate evacuation. The VRA committed an initial amount of 10 million Ghana cities to support NATO to commence evacuation, procurement, delivery. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And distribution of relief items. Mr. Speaker, VIRs to date still continued in provision of the relief items through NADMO. Mr. Speaker, the relief items are shared, and even some members of parliament do receive shares for the various communities in their constituencies. The coordinated efforts of VRA, NADPO, and the various state agencies led to the successful evacuation of close to 39,000 persons with no single, Mr. Speaker, with no single injury or death reported. The coordinated efforts also led to the preservation of the Akosombo Dam, the Sogakope Bridge, and the lives of many Ghanaians living south of the Akosombo Dam. Following the additional notification of the need to increase the spillage, the spill rate was increased from 90,000 cubic feet per second to 180,000 cubic feet per second on the 10th of October 2023. The NAPO and VRT the day after were already on the ground providing relief items to those who have gone to the safe events and helping others with evacuation. To date, Mr. Speaker, the VRA and NADMO have intensified the distribution of relief items and caught several relief interventions to help lessen the burden on displaced people. The Volta River Authority, Mr. Speaker, paused the spilling on 30th of October 2023. We are still observing the inflows and if necessary, we may have to spill. Mr. Speaker, the flooding which resulted from the controlled spillage of the dam caused flooding in parts of Volta region, Eastern region, and Greater Accra regions in the seven districts and affected 54 communities. Statistics from NABU, Mr. Speaker, indicate that more than 39,000 have been affected. Thankfully, like I said, Mr. Speaker, no deaths. Mr. Speaker, aside from displacing people, the flooding has caused the loss of properties, livelihood, and economic sustenance of the people in the lower water basin and in other communities, and also raised various concerns regarding the psychological, health, educational, and undergoing rehabilitation, restoration, and resettlement of affected persons. Mr. Speaker, the relief responses. Please permit me to provide an overview of the emergency response and relief interventions that have been put in place so far. Since the control spillage began, 
VRA assigned various directors to their respective districts to monitor the progress of relief items sufficiently consistently and the need for replenishment. Monitoring teams from NACO and VRA are also assigned to aid in the distribution of relief items to the various seed levels in the affected districts. In consultation with the government, VRA has dispersed 10 million, which was subsequently increased to 20 million, to assist NADMO in the provision of relief support and in the, for the affected communities. Some of the items delivered include food and related items, drinks, mattresses, mosquito nets, calls, sachet water, used clothes, baby food, diapers, sanitary pads, toilet rolls, water storage tanks, solar lamps, sanitation services, medicines, and water filtration tablets. VRA has provided daily tanker service to some communities to supply water from the onset. It has also restored community water systems in Abayemi in the North Town District, which was previously submerged. VRA has also installed a water service and treatment plant at St. Kiso School, one of the safe events in Mepe. VRA has also created a 56-kilometer access road to St. Kiso Safe Haven to reduce the risk of persons using boats to traverse the flooded area. Together with ECG, they also restored electricity supply to St. Kitts, Kizitu, which had earlier been cut off due to the flooding. To help address any emanating health concerns, VR and ADMO supported the district health directorates with medical supplies and teams. Mobile clinics were also set up in their respective safe heavens. Following concerns brought out by displaced brothers, robust monetary mechanisms have been established at the district levels to ensure that relief items are properly promptly, if effectively delivered to the intended beneficiaries. Government is committed to ensuring that these relief efforts reach those in need and reach them promptly. Mr. Speaker, permit me to also touch on the sustainable actions deployed by government to ensure that we speedily restore the livelihoods and lives of our affected brothers and sisters. Right from the beginning of the displacement, Mr. Speaker, a 30-member interministerial committee has been constituted by the government on Saturday, in October 13th, to bring on board support and assistance from the ministries of Energy, Finance, Local Government, Environment, Interior, Health, Sanitation and Water Resources, Defence, Roads, Highways, Education, Information, amongst others. The Ghana Army and Navy have been at post since the onset to provide support to various, various communities. Mr. Speaker, please permit me to shed more light on what could have happened if the VRA had not carried out the spillage the way it had or released the volumes it had. The plain truth of the matter, Mr. Speaker, is that if VRA had not been proactive in spilling this year, the water coming into the reservoir would have overtopped Akosovo Dam, which would have had unimaginable catastrophic impact on the people. Since the year 2000, Mr. Speaker, there have been more than 200 notable dam failures worldwide whose individual stories of impact and devastation assure no comfort while only underscore why dam managers have to do all in their power to prevent compromising the dam's integrity. For dam operators, there is always the responsibility of maintaining the balance between ensuring the dam's integrity and protecting lives and property. Mr. Speaker, Akosovo Dam, according to records, holds one of the world's largest artificial lakes in the world by surface value. This means our water dam is large enough to be seen from space. Mr. Martin, imagine that for a second, if all that water is released to the lower dam. Recently, precisely on the September 10th and 11th, Libya experienced a dam break whose magnitude and devastation is only second to a 1975 incident in China. It just resulted in a death of estimated 11,000 people. Several others are missing. And where the dams were located is in absolute ruins. The storage capacity of these dams was of nearly 0.0225 billion meters squared, which is only 
0.15% of our Akosobo Dam. The cause of the dam break is habituated to the dam's operators who were not proactive enough to open the spill lanes when the considered rainfall patterns trended as well. Mr. Speaker, through the controlled spillage of Akosobo and Pond Downs, which, no, which has seen no death recorded and not personally affected, has seriously affected downstream communities in their livelihoods. Mr. Speaker, the way forward. Mr. Speaker, honorable members of parliament, the Volta River Authority is also actively engaging in additional resilient emergency response efforts, collaborating with government and relevant stakeholders on the development of a more robust emergency preparedness plan. The enhanced plan places a deeper emphasis on addressing impacts of climate change and considers the global warning clues. It is our pride to take additional necessary precautions to prevent and respond to that related incident effectively and ensure that such incidents don't recur. I would like to conclude, Mr. Speaker, by emphasizing that the VRA controlled spillage of excess water from Akosobu and Pond Downs between 15 September and 30 October was a necessary safety measure to prevent a highly possible dam break disaster. Spilling, Mr. Speaker, was the only option. And based on the available information and data, the spill levels were what was required to ensure the safety of the dam and prevent a greater impact not only on the communities downstream, but on the entire country. I extend my gratitude to each member of parliament, civil society organizations, humanitarian organizations, religious and faith-based organizations, families of the displaced people, and the entire nation for their unwavering support. And I pledge that together we shall overcome these challenges and emerge as a stronger nation. Mr. Speaker, I did say last week, Wednesday, that the government has set up an interministerial team that is monitoring the situation and intervening when required. Thank you for your attention. Well, well. Honourable members, the Honourable Minister for Energy has given us all about the Akosumo and Pound Dam spillage in order to control the contribution you urge two from each side or three from each side we want to give Isai three, then we come to leadership. Three from Isai, then we come to leadership. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I want to plead with you that looking at the importance, looking at the importance of this particular matter, you allow at least five from our side. We don't know if the members on the other side are not minded to, to, to contribute. That is okay. But on our side, on our side, at least allow us five. Five, five is okay because this is a sensitive matter that we really want to, to articulate. Thank you. Yes, leader. Speaker. I guess the import of this statement, it should brief us, it should brief us that is responding to the issues raised when the composite statement came to be read. Now there is an interministerial committee working, the report of which certainly would feed this house. So this is a preliminary uh, issue that is raising to particularly respond to the matters that were raised in respect of the spillage. So, Mr. Speaker, I believe um, maybe a maximum of three or four from either side will be enough for the time being. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, the matter indeed we must admit is a sensitive one. But clearly, like 
any other matter that comes to this house. We cannot have an inexhaustible nest. We cannot. And that is why I'm saying that, and in any event, we, we have seen the Mesa And as we wrap up Joy News today, uh, this afternoon, my name is Aisha Ibrahim. Log on to myjohnline.com. There's more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.